glad you see through eyes of love yes shall we pray we thank you for your goodness, your mercies and your kindness we thank you that you have qualified us to see yet another day we commit our discussion into your hands we pray that may christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our lord jesus amen wow the year is gradually gradually moving and we are grateful to god that you are still counted as worthy to see another day and for each and every day god qualifies us to see we are believing god for grace to work in the works of Himu and centers while we are in the day season of our life because definitely a season of our lives will come where we will not be able to work so tonight we are just beginning hopefully a three-part series we just want to um, encourage ourselves I'm sure by the time you are listening to this, this past the mid-year or the year, you are in the middle or you are just past the middle of the year 2022. And as I was, I was at church some days ago and uh, the person came to minister led us to pray, a very important prayer. That's the Holy Ghost just ministered upon me, the prayer topic. And I just want to encourage us with this um, portion of scripture, which is in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7 hopefully we can memorize this scripture too second timothy 4 verse 7 i have fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith i have fought a good fight i have finished my course and i have kept the faith second timothy 4 verse 7 when i was in secondary school i think even in university whenever a bag of church executives are handing over to the next um, bag of executives. This is almost always the scripture that the person leading the handing over ceremony quotes or tells the people who are handing over that, oh, press do and the team, you have fought a good fight, you have kept or you have finished your race, and you have kept the faith. And sometimes I just look um, back and I say, hey, did we really fight a good fight? Did we really run our race? For keeping the faith well <laughs> he kept the faith but this was a, an advice that brother brother paul was giving to brother timothy is believed that he was getting to the latter part of his life because in the preceding verses he said that i am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand the time of my departure is at hand so paul was believed to be at the latter part of his life and of his ministry and he was giving Timothy nuggets of wisdom. And that's what led to this statement in verse 4, chapter 4, verse 7 in 2 Timothy. And as the, the minister was leading us to pray at church, um, I, I really felt like it was a word for me because as the days and the months keep going, we get tired. And I just sense that I, I just sense personally that I was I was even tired myself. Because many a times when the year starts, the year starts with so much hope, with so much um um vim and vigor and energy. We are full with enthusiasm, we are full with hope, we are full with energy. 
for the year. But by the time we enter into February and we are enjoying Wednesday, it seems as though our lives just fall back into a routine life. That hope that we had, that that energy we had, just seems to dissipate. And the realities of the delays and the denials and the and the frustration of life just comes at us. And we may not even realize, but we forget all about what we said we will achieve in the year, all that we said we do in the year, and we just fall back into our routine life. And I call it the work church home cycle. <laughs> The work church home cycle and and personally too i just feel like the world we are just tired <laughs> just when generally we are dealing with covid covid took us by surprise and covid really put a strain on us just when we thought that oh the year was all good and things were going on well then mr putin decided to do what he did and whether it as a result but then the economy of nations have become not something that not pleasant at all for us in ghana the cost of living has become very very unbearable and we all just seem tired but then paul is saying something that we want to produce for the next three weeks that's why we have titled this episode fight run and keep fight run and keep this is a very important advice and i think that this, this is a very good word for us because many a times you get tired many a times you just throw in the towel of our, on our dreams on our aspirations on our on our new year resolution on our ambitions and we just live on life as it presents us but then we just want to encourage you and encourage ourselves that god's word to us tonight is to keep on fighting you know, several, not several, several, but some years ago, I was talking to my dad and I asked him this question that in one word or in one sentence, how would you describe life? And he said that life is a journey full of ups and downs because there can be seasons of your life that you are so happy, you, you, you just thank God you were born. And there are certain seasons of life that you, as as Job did, you want to curse the day you were born. And generally, people in their old age, they have a way they describe life based on the experiences they go through. And even Rick Warren in the book Purpose Driven Life, he gave us, I believe, about three metaphors by which life can be described as that life is a trust, life is a test, and life is a temporal assignment. But Paul, in the scripture we just read, he gave us his perspective about life. And the first thing about life, he said that life is a fight, life is a race, and life is a trust. Life is a fight, life is a race. And life is a trust. And we just want to start on looking at the fight aspect of life. Because whether we realize it or not, life is a continuous journey of fight. It's either we are entering into one battle or we just came out of another battle. And we must appreciate the fact that life, you must keep fighting if you really want to enjoy the gift of life that God has given to us. So Paul is saying that I have fought the good fight. And tonight, just just want to remind you that even though the delays and the frustration of life may just remind you of why you did not achieve those dreams last year, Paul wants to remind us that life is a fight. So keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Because if you have just finished the fight, life is just giving you some one-month vacation. Another battle is coming your way. And you just be ready for another fight. I remember those days when they used to advise us when we were in primary school, they used to tell us, oh, all life is about is about writing the BEC examination. So for us at that time, our battle in life 
because they were selling in the BEC, thinking that when that is done, you will have some kind of relief, but you would finish that battle just for you to realize a few months down the line that another fight of Wasi is on you again. And it's as though after Wasi, they came to tell you that, oh, when you get to the university, you are now an adult, you can do what you want to do, you can go where you want to go, you can sleep where you want to sleep. Um, I remember one thing they used to tell us a lot was that what you learn in the semester, they will never ask you in the following semester. So you just learn for each semester. And I was like, ah, I just can't wait to finish this five of secondary school. And for me particularly, my WASI was, was very tough. <laughs> I excelled to the glory of God, but it was, a, it was a fight that really took a lot for me. Just for me to get to, and you know those times they will tell you, oh, forget about money, forget about relationship. Just finish when you go to the university. You enter life and then you can do what you want to do. And you fall into, in quotes, the scar. And you enter the university just to realize that there, is a, there are more battles waiting for you. And with university, it's not just a battle of academics. Sometimes the battle of survival, because there is no there is no dining hall food. You now have to spend, you now have to learn how to manage money. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an environment where there are so many options of what to use your money for. And you now have to fight to maintain your money if you are not in a well-to-do family. You now have to live on a strategic budget. Your friends are having gadgets, laptops, phones, and then you are just engrossed in these things. Then the issue about relationship coming, you see beautiful ladies, handsome gentlemen, and it's as though if only you could just finish the university. So you realize that you were full of excitement when you were going into university. But by the time you get to level 400, you just can't wait for leaving service. You just can't wait to... Uh, um, my, my, my student fellowship used to have a living Sunday service. We are all anticipating our living dinner. Our living service, the choreography would sing. The white we will wear on the last day. And they used to tell us that now we are going into the world. And we're so full of hope just for national service to beckon on you. And the realities of the economy of the country you live in now becomes more heightened in your life. You are now trying to push things to get a, a supposed good place for national service. When you even get a good place, you are fighting to see if they can keep you a, 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 in that organization. Sometimes they will even keep you, but then the salary becomes a whole issue. So then you realize that life is a fight. And for us in Ghana, in Africa, you ask yourself, when will you get that stable job, that stable income? That, that, that income that will give you a good career path, that will give you a rewarding salary to build a comfortable family. Now you are looking for who will be the Mr. Right or Mrs. Right in my life. At the same time, look at career progressions. At the same time, you are looking at so many things. And some of us will be like, if only I could marry, I have a particular lady friend. Whenever she's speaking, oh, she just can't wait to get married. <laughs> Oh, she just cannot wait. Every twenty, oh, when we get married, I'm happy. When we get married, I say, hey, sister, you get married just to realize that there's another battle that is waiting for you. The battle of sustaining your marriage, the battle of keeping the joy in the marriage. So you need to appreciate the truth about life. That life is a fight, and it's a fight that we can't afford to give up. It's a fight that we can't afford to take a passive seat. It's a fight that each and every day we must apply more energy, more vigor, and more eagerness to win the battle of life. Life is a battle. And even Paul, again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, let's look at that wonderful scripture. 1 Corinthians 9. Paul repeats the same truth about life to us. And he says that, Therefore, so run, not as uncertainly, so fight, not as one beating the air. So yet again, Paul is telling us that life is about a race and a fight. And it's not 
fighting as one that is beating the egg, but he's fighting a strategic battle. And this thing about the fight of life is that each and every year, it draws out the joy from life from you. That is why almost always it is the young that are happy. You see, when you look at elderly people, most of them, they are cool, calm, collected, especially when it comes to marriage. It's the young ones who are full of eagerness, who can't wait to marry. I remember I saw on this platform that it meets every young person and they tell, oh, God is coming soon. One of the jokes that we all make is that God should wait, let me get married before he comes. But then you look at, you go to weddings and you look at how old people don't seem to be so excited about marriage like the way the young ones are. Because the fight of marriage just seems to take away the joy and the appeal of marriage. And look at the man called David, his life was a fight. He had to fight the acceptance of his father. His father did not see him worth to be a king. He had to fight the disturbance from his brother. His elder siblings were like, you this woman, what are you doing in the battlefield? Where are those few sheep that you have left? When he defeated Goliath, he thought that, oh, now I'm the armor bearer to the king. Everything will be okay. He had to fight the battle of Saul. He had to fight the Philistines. He had to fight to maintain the kingdom when he became king. In fact, he had to fight Saul for several years, going from cage to cage, going from wilderness to wilderness. He thought, if only I could circumcise the Philistines and, and be at peace with Saul, everything would be all right. Just for him to realize that everything was not all right. When he became a king, he enjoyed some moments of peace. But long after, the Bible talks about the famous scripture we like to quote, that when kings go for war, that season of life, when kings go for war, Mr. David was just so tired about the battles of life. And he decided to take it ease. And his ease is what led him to another series of fights. And we all know about the story about Bathsheba. And because of that act, when the prophet Nathaniel came to see him, he told him that, Charlie, because of what you have done, there will be division in your house. Now you have to now fight against his own children, people like Absalom. We are, we are fighting against him. His own son killed um, his, his brother because he slept with the, with the sister. Just when David thought that all was said and done, now who you give the throne to became another fight. People were trying to take the throne from Solomon. So you look at the life of David and you see that it was a life of fighting. And the only time that the Bible records that David took a break is what launched him into a series of another fight. We look at a man named Daniel, a guy from a war-torn nation who was now in Babylon. He had to fight to be accepted in the University of Babylon to serve the king. He was one of the people that served under four different presidents or four different kings from Darius to Artaxerxes to, to all the other kings, about four of them. He had to fight against his own colleagues who were envious of him. He had to fight against being in the lion's den. He had to fight against interpreting the king's dream. He had so many fights that he had to go through. And the earlier we realize this thing in life, that life is a continuous battle, the better for us. So even God told Joshua that, oh, Papa Joshua, I know you have fought so many battles, but yet still, there are more lands to conquer. And this is God's word to us. I know you have fought to get a good job. You have fought to have excellent grades. You have fought to get a beloved, but there is still more fights that is coming your way. The fight of keeping your marriage, the fight of raising your children, the fight for promotion, the fight for significance, the fight for career progression. There's so much fight. And sometimes we forget all about the fight and we just want to rest. But God is reminding us not to follow in the footsteps of David in this instance. Not to relax from fighting. We need to keep on fighting. And this year can really be tough and it's really tough. 
because just when we thought that we are recovering from the effects of COVID and the supposed Russian and Ukraine war has put so much pressure on the economy of nations, especially that of Africa. The inflation prices are just going high. The year you are thinking that now you can see to start getting some things together to build something or to achieve something, prices have skyrocketed. But Paul is saying that I have fought the good fight. Paul is letting us know that life is a fight. And I just came to encourage you that honey, keep on fighting. Personally speaking, as I said earlier on, I feel so tired. <laughs> I really feel so tired. Sometimes I'm going to work every day. And sometimes when you have a holiday, you realize how tired your body is. At one particular holiday, I slept literally the whole day. And I was like, hey, I never knew I was this tired. Because even weekends, you are working, you are going to church, you are doing ministry, you are doing extra gigs just to increase your streams of income. But then that dream that you started your year with, God has keep fighting for it. But there's something important that we should know. It helps us to gather the energy to fight the battles of life. And I think that there are many battles in life that we should not fight. That's why Paul said that I have fought the good fight. There are certain fights that are bad fights. And unfortunately for some of us and for many of us, we are invested in fighting bad fights. That is why we do not seem to have the energy to focus on the good fights. There are so many times in scripture that Jesus had to dodge from the crowd that were coming to him. There are so many times Jesus had to escape certain attacks that were coming to him. The one I loved the most was um, a time that they, 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 they dragged Jesus near the cliff of a mountain. And the Bible said, and Jesus passing between them. Hey! It was more than like no mess. He was passing in between them. He escaped the crowd. There are many times that they came to ask Jesus questions, seeking to tempt him. That many times Jesus ignored people, he ignored circumstances, even when they were about to crucify him. They asked him, Are you really the son? He just kept quiet, he just looked at them. Many of us are engaged in fights that are not good fights. That is why we don't seem to have the energy to fight the good fights. There are many battles, honey, you should not engage in. There are many battles that are not worth fighting. You know, one day somebody brought a proposal to me that I should do this. I looked at the guy, I analyzed, and I said, Charlie, this fight is a fight that I've lost before I even started. And you should be discerning enough to know the battles to take on in life. That is why throughout scripture, Paul advises us that we should avoid useless arguments and quarrels because there's no profit to them. These are some of the fights that we should run away from. And the most common example is in the birth of Jesus. There are so many times God told Joseph that get up and run. Then you go and hide in Bethlehem and you go to Egypt. He was just running for the first two, three years of the life of Jesus. Joseph and the wife and Jesus were just running. And you ask yourself that, why was God making this guy run? He should not have just cleared Pharaoh from there. No, because God himself knows that it's not every battle you should engage in. There are battles that you should fight and there are battles that you should run away from. And wisdom will help you know the battles to engage in. Now let's just look at briefly some few things to help us know what a good fight is. John chapter 18 verse 36. So let's look at the statement Jesus made in John chapter 18 verse 36 when he was about being tried for his crucifixion. Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from thence. Then Pilate answered him and said, Are thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. For everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. 
So Jesus was simply telling Pilate that Charlie, I am not, I'm not of this kingdom. I'm not of this world. If I was of this world, by now my servants would be here fighting on my behalf. So Jesus himself recognized that this the battle not to be crucified was not a battle he should engage in. It was a battle that he should release himself, or it was a battle that was not worth fighting. And Pilate asked him that day. So are you saying that you are a king? Because if you claim that you are a king, no, but not of this world, are you claiming that king? Say, yeah, I'm a king. That's reality. My kingship is for those who recognize and accept the truth. These are important characteristics of a good fight or what fights to be a good fight. And Jesus is letting us know that all things, things that are not in the will of God for your life, are not worth fighting for. So he said that my kingdom is not of this world and it is the will of God that I should be crucified. You see, knowing the will of God for your life gives you a certain perspective and a certain peace by which you live. But unfortunately, you see the fights people are engaged in. I call them vain I call them vain glory in Galatians. He says, do not be desirous of a vain glory, envying one another and hating one another. The reason why so many of us we are engaged in so many battles is because we are battling after vain glory. If you see the things people are fighting over, people are fighting over people's spouses, people are fighting over things that do not belong to them, people are fighting to bring people down, people are fighting to malign people's reputation, people are fighting to accuse people, people are engaging them in so many useless and non-eternal rewarding activities. And the earlier you know these things, the better for you. It is not worth gossiping, honey. It is not worth backbiting. It is not worth being engaged in dirty politics. And I'm not mean about politics or governance, but politics at your workplace, politics at church, politics amongst your friends. It is not worth it. But because so many of us we are so engrossed in these things, we do not seem to have the energy and the time to fight the good battle. If you see the way sometimes friends can gather together and they are analyzing people's relationships in a negative sense. You see the way people are sitting down and analyzing, hey, she posted this, he posted this, he did this. And you ask yourself that, do they even have the energy to fight the good battles of life? Because they are engaged in things that are not eternally rewarded. It's so sad. Sometimes at work, the things people can spread about other people. And you ask yourself, to what end? And these things, they take energy away from you. Envying somebody, backbiting against somebody, gossiping against somebody, spreading lies, cooking up lies, they drain you, they take away from you. Being unforgiving, being revengeful, they take away from you. That's why most often than not, you go to bed tired. Even though when you went to office, you may not have really done so much. But emotionally, we are drained because we are designed over vain glory. We are designed to please the wrong people in life. I said one day, I think I was walking in the neighborhood and I saw two ladies. One of them was holding the bath and how they quickly did some makeup and some changing of attire. And they were standing in front of a gate of a nice building and how they were taking pictures and videos and I said, wow, they are fighting to get an impression on social media. People are fighting for lives. People are fighting to send an untrue representation about who they are. You, should, you can't imagine the things people will do for mere Twitter following or Instagram following or for particular appreciation from certain people. If you see the way people are fighting for the wrong things in life because they don't know the will of God for themselves. But Jesus is letting us know that I'm not going to fight about this thing because I know it's the will of God that I should go to the cross. Do you know what God has called you to do? 
And if the case you don't know, I recommend the series, What Does God Require From Us? And those are the things that we should fight about. Now, the last scripture that gives us a hint about the things we should fight about is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. And it's a very um, familiar scripture that we use in warfare. <laughs> uh, what we mean by warfare. So it says that although we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So he's letting us know that there's a certain war we are supposed to engage in, but it is not a war in the flesh. And he lets us know that the weapons that we use in this warfare, they are not carnal. So if you are engaging in a battle and your weapons you are using are carnal things like gossip, like lies, like envy, like biting, you are fighting the wrong fight. If those are the arsenals you are using, it just gives you an indication that you are in a wrong fight. If you are envious of people, if you are jealous of people, you are in a wrong fight. But it lets us do that. But our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations. So Paul has given us a hint of the things we should fight for. We should fight to pull down strongholds. We should fight to cast down imaginations. We should fight to bring down everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And we should fight to bring it into captivity, to the obedience of God. These are examples of the fights that we should fight. Casting down imaginations, casting down thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. These are things you should fight. So every battle of thoughts that gives you a contrary image of who God says you are, and what God says about your life, these are things that you should spend your all energy in fighting. That is why you cannot take for granted daily Bible reading, because by daily Bible reading, you are arming yourself with arsenals to pull down imaginations. That is why we cannot be passive. We cannot afford to be passive with the things we feed ourselves in through our ears and our eyes. That is why you cannot be unintentional about the movies you watch because they form imaginations in your mind. They form images, nations of images, imaginations. They form nations of images in your mind that you must be deliberate from bringing down. Sometimes when I look at the battles people are engaging with pornography, it's a battle that you must fight and it's a battle that you must keep on fighting till you win. That is why personally, a particular friend of mine calls me a boring person to watch a movie with because I would skim through the movie before I would watch it. I'm very deliberate on that thing. I would try my best to read it as much as possible. And if I see any slightest hint of gayism or whatever, I am not watching it. I am not watching it. It's a fight I'm taking to the grave. And that's making me appreciate why Christians need to go into the movie industry because literally speaking, even vampires are now gays. How much more normal human beings? And it's a battle that we must engage in because the battle for the minds of people is a battle that we cannot afford to lose. And it's a battle that we must all engage in, bringing down imaginations and anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. We must fight to keep Jesus as the center of our life. Because let me tell you, money can easily become the Lord of your life without knowing it. Fear can easily become the Lord of your life without knowing it. 
desire after being glory can easily become the Lord of your life without knowing it. That is why it's a fight, meaning that you don't fight passively, or else you'll be dead. <laughs> Try and go and fight boxing passively, like you're thinking about something at the same time you're fighting. You'll be dead before you realize it. Just recently, I think a boxer died. I forgot in the country that he is from. It's a fight that we must fight. Because let me tell you, with the routines of life, I remember I shared um, a while, I think somewhere last year, how it took me time to notice that my offering was the same for about, the same for, for a year. Even though my income had changed drastically, I was still giving the same offering. I didn't even realize it. I had to think, it was when I was doing a retrospective analysis of my life. And I heard the word of God through a sermon. And I realized that, no, even though my income has changed, my offering, my giving to God, my acknowledging of God in my finances was still the same. And it's something that if you are not deliberate about, you will never change. And it's a fight that you must fight to continually acknowledging God, even in your finances. You must fight to keep God as the center of your life. You must fight to remain humble because humility, just like many other things, are things we do not easily recognize. And you take in quotes, a humble person to know that you are not humble. Sometimes your speech changes because of certain resources that have become at your disposal without even realizing. Sometimes you get, you begin to form high opinions about yourself. You begin to become arrogant without even realizing. So a fight to remain humble is a fight that we must battle throughout our lives because God is going to increase us. God is increasing us. God is blessing us and God is establishing us. And with these things comes battles to shift God out of our lives. We must fight to be spiritual because you can become, your Christian life can become so monotonous and religious without even knowing it. You just wake up and skim through the Bible, that's even if you do. You just go to church on Sundays and occasionally during the week, if you are not tired, you go to church. So your relationship with God is not an active one, it's not an intentional one, it's not a sweet one. It's just a monotonous and a religious obligation you are fulfilling. You don't spend time just loving the Lord. You don't spend time making an effort to hear from the Lord. You don't spend time to evaluate yourself in the light of God's word again because of the supposed pressures of life, the demands of life, the demand to make it. So it's a fight that we cannot give up on. It's a good fight that we must keep on fighting. The fight to be spiritual. The fight to also keep our bodies under subjection, lest we become disqualified, as our Paul says. Self-control is a fight that we must fight, and it's a good fight, because many of them become loose in our morals, especially in our speech and our thoughts, without even realizing it. You begin to flirt with people at work without even realizing it. You begin to engage on certain things on social media without even realizing it. You begin to make certain comments, inappropriate comments to people, vulgar words, words that do not impact grace to the hearer without even realizing it. But the fight to keep your body under is a good fight. It's a fight that we should not give up on. The fight for souls and the destinies of people is a fight that we must aggressively fight. I think about three weeks ago, I shared with you how my Sunday was. The fight for souls, the fight for the life of your siblings, the souls of your siblings who are not born again, the souls of your relatives, the souls of your friends. These are fights that you must fight. The fight over the health of your friends. Some of us, we have friends whose parents, who themselves are battling sicknesses, terminal illness, terminal sicknesses, chronic diseases. 
and it's a fight that we must fight. The Bible talks about Jesus that for this purpose was the Son of Man manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. It was a fight Jesus had. And Paul even said that I have fought with the beast of Ephesus, and we ourselves as children of God, we must fight for the souls of people. We must fight for the health of people. We must fight for the liberty of people. In Luke 4, Jesus tells us the purpose of the anointing. He says it's to set the captive free, to proclaim the acceptable law of the Lord, to give sight to the blind, to release those who are in bondage. And these are fights that we must engage in. You must fight for the souls of people and the destinies of people. You must fight to use the giftings and abilities that God has given to us. Many of us, we have more than one talent, but at most we are using one or two of them because we are making us financial, it's giving us some good financial reward. So we don't even bother exploiting other abilities that God has given to us. So most of us, and one of the things that can really kill people is getting a good job because now you can live a comfortable life and you know that within some few years, promotion will come or within some few years, you're going to do a master's and more money will come. So you are no longer eager in exploring the things that God has given to you and the opportunities that God has given to you. I have fought the good fight. I have run the race and I've kept to the faith. Fight to be the light of the world. Fight to be the salt of the earth and fight to be a city that is set upon a hill. Fight to influence people around you. Fight to influence your environment around you with the fragrance of the knowledge of God. And the last fight that we want to share and I want to lead us into prayer is the advice here again that Paul told Timothy. I think it's First Timothy 1 verse 18. He says, Oh my son Timothy, this child that I've given to you that according to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, according to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, thou mightest wage a good warfare. The fight to fulfill every prophecy of God concerning your life is one that you cannot afford to go weary in. Because for many of us at the beginning of the year or the end or crossing over into the year, God gives so many of us prophecies. And it's that prophecy that brings us hope. But yet again, the delays and the frustration of life has a way of causing us to forget all the prophecies that God has given to you. But Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will. And tonight, we just want to spend some time praying. I want you to cast your mind back, if it's possible, to pause this audio and go for the diary or the place you wrote down the prophecies God gives you for the year, the things God laid upon your heart for the year, those New Year resolutions. Go for them. If you remember them, then you will pray with them. But every word that God has given to you for the year, now is the time for us to rekindle our energy, rekindle our hope, rekindle our vigor to fight for those prophecies. And every prophecy that God has given to us, we are going to use to wage a good warfare. We are going to keep praying them into existence. We are going to keep speaking them into existence. We are going to keep taking the right decisions, taking strategic decisions to implement those prophecies, those dreams, those desires, those visions, those burdens in the name of our Lord Jesus. We are going to spend some time in praying, begin to prophesy the words of God that He gave you at the beginning of the year, the dreams God laid upon your heart. We are praying to God, Father, give us the grace to keep on fighting. Give us the grace to fight again for many of us who have given up the battle of fulfilling destiny concerning our lives or fulfilling your word concerning our lives. Father, we pray for grace. We pray for the energy to keep on fighting. We may not be like those boxers. That boxes are missed, but we want to be strategic in our battles, Lord. Father, the prophecy you gave to us at 31st night, Father, we still believe in those words and we still hope 
walking in those words and on the basis of those prophecies lord we are waiting a good warfare that every word concerning our lives will come to pass in the name of our lord jesus every word every vision every burden every desire of yours concerning our lives for this year 2022 it comes to pass in the name of our lord jesus father every denial every denial every frustration that is sucking the life out of us father we come for a renewal of strength we come for a renewal of strength we wait upon you this very day we wait upon you this very evening that god renew our strength to fight again renew our strength to fight the good fight renew our strength to keep on pushing to keep on moving to keep on fighting to keep on practicing to keep on implementing to keep on saving father we pray for grace to keep on fighting that at the end we can say like papa paul that we have fought the good fight that we have fought with the beast of ephesus that we have fought the good fight we pray for energy to keep on fighting father everybody who is weary who is downhearted the bible said that hope deferred make the heart grow sick everybody's heart who is sick by the deference of hope father we pray for a renewal of strength we come at your feet this morning this afternoon this evening that god renew our strength renew our strength to keep on fighting everybody that is weary on fighting against the battle of lust the battle of self-control you have been receiving pressures to give in everybody who is getting weary on fighting you are waiting for mr right you are waiting for mrs right and it seems like you are losing the energy to keep on holding on to the word of god concerning your life and you want to compromise father we pray for a release of grace we pray for a release of help because you are our ever-present help in times of trouble everybody who feels like say it is not worth the fight again father we pray for the release of grace we pray that they will experience the comforting and the strengthening ministry of the holy spirit this very moment that they will keep on fighting, that they will keep on believing, like Papa Abraham, who said, who against hope still believed in hope. Father, against the hope, against what the economy is telling us, against what the situations of life is telling us, against what our companies are telling us, against what our spouses are telling us, we still believe in hope. We are still fighting that those prophecies, that we have a sweet marriage, that we have a steady career growth, that we have a good job that you have a steady income that you have more opportunities that you have more contracts that will serve you the more we still believe in those prophecies and we bring them into existence in the name of our lord jesus we thank you for this moment of reminding us that life is a fight and even though we may take bruises in this battle even though you have hurt we are receiving punches but we know that until the battle is over may we not stop fighting may we not take rest in the middle of the battle May we not go weary in the middle of the battle and may we not lose sight of the battle that we are in. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Keep on fighting. There are punches. I know you are receiving some punches from the economy, some punches of delay, some punches of denial, some punches of frustration, but keep on fighting. Don't go weary yet. Don't go tired yet. Keep on applying. You have applied. Your emails are full of yes, sense truth, madam, but keep on applying because those prophecies are our arsenals to wage a good warfare. And we would win in this year. 2022 is still our year. We thank you for joining us and we always appreciate your presence. And remember, we are still fighting to give God our best and to make sure that we only man nothing but love. Keep on fighting and see you next week even as we learn how to run the race of life. Bye-bye.
Krishna.